It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Today's episode is sponsored by Blue Blocks. Did you know about the effects of light on fertility, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum? Well, I didn't. And then I chatted with Andy Mant, the creator of Blue Blocks, and let me tell you how grateful I am for that education. Our exposure to light, like the kind of light and the timing we are exposed to it, heavily impacts our circadian rhythm, which will then impact your hormones. And blue light also damages our eyes and leads to digital eye strain. Symptoms of digital eye strain are blurred vision, headaches, and dry, watery eyes. For some, this could even cause heightened anxiety, depression, and low energy. Blue Blocks was created to fix these problems and block out that blue light with evidence-backed high-quality lenses. Unlike other types of blue light glasses, Blue Blocks are backed by the latest science and made under optics laboratory conditions in Australia. They have a range of products starting with their blue light blocking glasses, and they have over 20 frames in the latest fashion trends and come in prescription, non-prescription, and readers. The Blue Blocks team is about education and empowerment and promoting better sleep and overall wellness. This is especially important for parents and parents-to-be. And here's something really cool. Blue Blocks works in partnership with Restoring Vision in their buy one, gift one campaign. So for each pair of Blue Blocks glasses purchased, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. Get your energy back, sleep better, and block out the unhealthy effects of blue light with Blue Blocks. Go to Blue Blocks today and get free shipping worldwide and 15% off with the code D-I-A-H. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use the code D-I-A-H for 15% off. Back to the show. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Doing It at Home podcast. If you're new to this space, I'm Sarah Bivens, and my co-host is my husband, Matthew Bivens. We've been together for about eight years now, married for six, and in 2016, we had our home birth with our daughter, Maya, which is what inspired this whole thing, and now here we are four years later and about 300 episodes in, which is pretty damn cool. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so on whatever platform you're using. 
to listen to the show, follow us on social media at D-I-A-H podcast on Instagram or doing it at home on Facebook. And we have our private Facebook group to engage further with the community, the Doing It At Home Birth Group. So you can find the links to all of this in the show notes, our Instagram profile link or our website, D-I-A-H podcast.com. So today's episode It's another bonus for you in September as we celebrate for years, and we're getting very real here. So this episode is Matthew and I talking in a very candid and informal way about some things that we've been going through. We didn't sit down recording an episode in mind. It was more so a cathartic way to process what we were feeling. And then after the fact, we decided it was important to share this with you all. So in the spirit of vulnerability and transparency, because it's what we did when we were going through our pregnancy and our birth planning four years ago, and because someone out there can benefit from our sharing this. It'd be different to talk about all of this on the other side of things, you know, with those rose-colored lenses, but there's something about the visceral, this is happening right now kind of thing. So again, this is a raw, in-the-moment feelings kind of thing, and it's a journey and it's a healing process. And we thank you so much for allowing us to share it with you, and thank you for listening. So here it is. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Mama. Okay. We're recording. So this is interesting because we didn't plan on doing this. Yeah. And don't really know where how to start it or anything like that. But I guess we were in the sunroom just kind of debriefing after two birth story interviews. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling a little crummy. I think just my energy and my mood was low. I was sharing that with you and you were holding space and and then I looked up and you were you had tears in your eyes. Yeah. You still look like you have some tears in your eyes right now. They're in the back of the eye sockets. <laughs> they're not they're not on my face yet. <clears throat> and so we were just chit chatting a little bit and just sharing some of the stuff that's been coming up for us lately, separately and together. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, let's just record this. Yeah. And yeah. Practice putting some stuff out there that is sort of in the moment. That's kind of what you were saying. Like if we decide to publish this, then folks who listen to it get a glimpse into what it sounds like and looks like and feels like when we're kind of in it. Yeah. In the realness, the raw, the 
vulnerable and transparent and it doesn't have to sound pretty. And however, in whichever way it is shared or put out there, you know, that we'll, we'll set up that context for it and, you know, have a separate thing with this is just us processing in real time. And this is a way that we've processed so many things in our life together since, since originally becoming pregnant with Maya, you know, we've, we know what it's like to be on a mic together and talking, just, just talking. So here we are with this in six months. Yeah. Six months into (laughs) six months into conception journey. I like open to conceive better, more than trying to conceive. Mm -hmm. I don't relate to trying. I don't think that's, (laughs) we're not trying to do anything. We know what we're doing. (laughs) That's true. We're not. Yeah. I don't, I just, it doesn't resonate with me. So one of the cool things that I feel like we've adopted over the years, if there's a term for something or there's an experience that doesn't work for you, shift it. So open to conceive or intentionally conceiving. So and just, it's been six months. Yeah. So just, just a great clarity. Yeah. In March of this year. Yeah. We got clear. We got clear that we wanted to, to have a second baby. And moved into that process. Yep. And yeah. moved into that in lovemaking and making deposits. Yes. As we refer to. Yeah. That's how also. we. That, yeah. Ejaculation. Yes. Making <laughs> deposits. And so, yeah, it's been six months. It's now uh, September, middle of September. Yeah. And this is very uncharted waters for us. It's so, it's so fascinating. I, one of the things I was saying to you in the sunroom is... I, it feels like a, a life situation that I just had no, <laughs> I had no context for and never, ever thought I would see, that, saw myself in. And the. Especially because with Maya, we got pregnant immediately. Immediately. The month we said, let's go for it. And then we were pregnant. Yeah. And so, so. And you kind of think that, oh, that's how it happened the first time. So maybe that's that's how it happened the second time. Yeah. It's it's messed with me a little bit over time at yeah. different points over the past six months. That has messed with me a little bit. And then it's also kind of made me feel like an asshole, honestly, at times when I've thought that's how it would be going into the second one. So that sort of assumption on my part just made me feel kind of like a jerk in the sense of like you thought it was going to be the same or you thought it was going to be that easy again or I don't know. I don't know what that is, but yeah. So yeah, I think it would be interesting to just share what comes up for us or has come up for us. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's been an evolution, right? It's been kind of thinking from that first month that we were going to get a positive pregnancy test that first month to, oh, okay, not the first month, but it's definitely going to be next month then, or at least I'm trying to think back, you know, and we did have a conversation. We recorded a conversation, I think in that first month or maybe the second one. And we were sitting out in the living room. I remember that. And I was in that stage where I have no symptoms of anything, but it could be either way. I remember having that conversation and we were also still aligning energetically and emotionally and spiritually with each other 
too, in terms of, you know, when we made our deposits, what sort of mindset were we in? What sort of, how were we framing? How were we setting the space for that? Was it coming more out of duty or was it kind of feeling like this obligatory thing? Or were you feeling like someone that was just needed further sperm? And was I feeling like this machine that I just made sure I took the right vitamins and was eating the right things? You know, we've evolved, you know, in that. Every month of these six months has been very different. Yeah, for each, yeah, each one very much like its own little lifetime. Yeah, because it's so interesting because, you know, what I've learned is that you have ovulation windows. Yeah. And there's le- there's days when the hormones are higher and, you know, you want to, I guess, scientifically, you want to make the deposit within the window. And so I know for myself, those first few months, it definitely felt like a process. It felt very mechanical. Mm-hmm. Like this day, window closed, window closed. Oh, window's open. Time to make a deposit. It was very hard for me to get into that, feel connected. Because it, it did feel just like I was just a sperm machine. Yeah. I didn't like that feeling at all. I get and it. And then after those couple of months, we talked about it. You know, we really talked about it a lot, which was which was difficult to talk about because I felt... Um, like what's wrong with you? You aren't able to, you don't want to connect with Sarah or you feel like you have to will yourself into reaching orgasm. Like it it just, all the sorts of conversations went through my mind. That was like the first two months. And then I think, I guess what month three or four is when you started to look at the different ovulation trackers, like the, the chart that we have in the refrigerator you had the app already. Yeah. Yeah, because I had been tracking my period just to track my period anyway. So yeah. once we moved into the conception conversation, I was just looking at that now, more interested in the window of ovulation than when I would be getting my period. So it's like mm-hmm. it's, it was the same app, just the focus around it kind of shifted. And that I, I started kind of getting disillusioned, I guess you could say, or even frustrated with that after maybe the third month because... There was a month where my period came four days late. That was an epic mind fuck. And yeah, right. Just waiting like, oh, four days. Okay. Right. And then so the period hits. Then that was weird. And so then I wasn't trusting the tracker anymore. And about midway through the six months, like I, I wasn't trusting, like I said, the tracker because I'm like, it's not even telling me when I'm ovulating correctly. Then if my period came four days late, that meant the day we were making our prime deposits wasn't actually. So then that was messing with my brain. And so I'm like, I'm just going to be in touch with my cervix. And I'm just going to communicate with my cervix and I'm going to look at my cervical mucus and my fluid and the the location of my cervix, right? And if it's hard, if it's soft, if it's high, if it's low, if it's open. So I was, there was one month, maybe two, where I was very cervix focused, even though I kept using the apps, I was just more so like my body's going to communicate to me. And then a friend recommended this astrological fertility calendar that I got offline and you know, with my birth date and everything. And it's like your chart, it's your, it's your fertility chart. And so I just looked at that as, you know, there are a lot of modalities, there are a lot of tools and I'm not attached to one and it's going to be a combination of everything. It's not just going to be one thing. So I was kind of excited about that in the sense of just, it, it, it allowed me to relax a little bit when it came to like the one app I had been using and what's going on. And just, I was seeing that as there, there are a lot of possibilities then another month goes by and the blood comes and you're like, well, fuck. (laughs) 
And yeah, you weren't laughing. It wasn't like what you just said. It was like, yeah, you know, somber. Yeah. I remember maybe two months ago, I woke up in the morning and it was probably the cervix focused month because I went to check my cervix and see where it was at. And when I pulled out my finger, it was covered in blood. And I remember calling you to the bathroom because I don't know, just in that moment, I wanted you there. And then I know you looked at me and looked at my hand and, you know, made the connection and yeah. So the latest evolution this past month was the introduction of the ovulation sticks. And I was excited about that too, because like I said, something new, never, never knew what that process was like or how to do that. So I, I got those ovulation sticks and peed in a cup one to two times a day for a period of time. And that one thing that I will say even within the the rawness of how I might feel emotionally, I have appreciated the education, so to speak. I feel like I've gained in terms of my body and what it's doing and the process of conception. And when I did those ovulation sticks to see, you know, they indicate what your levels are and at your peak, according to this, then you're going to ovulate like within the next 12 to 24 hours. So that is prime time, so to speak. And to just see the level go from, you know, 0.5 to less than 24 hours later, 0.8, and then four hours later, 0.95, and then 24 hours later, 0.5 was pretty cool in that sense. And, and probably even a little bit more disappointing when I, I did get so. my period two days ago, yeah, and we were like, oh, we were you, you know, we did it right in the window when the the numbers sure were did. supposed to be. We sure did. <clears throat> yeah, I think my. So over the course of the six months, we've done something different every month. Mm-hmm. Right, and then we have to. I know for me, I have to get with the new thing that we're trying. Okay. You know, and I and I work on letting go of the whole process behind all of it because I don't really like feeling as if this is a a process. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel organic, and it doesn't feel the way that I would want it to feel. So, over the months, like every time we try something different, it's okay. I'm going to get behind this new process. I'm going to work on not getting so attached to the process, but inevitably I do get attached because I think, oh, this is what we were missing. We didn't do the ovulation tracker in months one through five, but now we have it in six. That's why we didn't get pregnant in months one through yeah. five. So then, you know, to to have the cycle return, it's like, what the fuck? I think I shared this with you yesterday in a moment of just sort of just feeling it, being like, can we just know like what's going on? Like, I just want to know. You know, because then I think once you have information, you can do something about it. Right now, I feel like I don't have any information. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, is, are my sperm low? Am I, you know, is like, what, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. I just want to know. It's kind of tough not knowing. Mm-hmm. Just like, why? Yeah. You know, and then I think for me, I, I end up going to this place of, kind of getting away from the scientific why and going into the, the higher why of, okay, well, clearly it's not the right time. Clearly we're not meant to be pregnant right now. Otherwise we would be pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then that sometimes makes me feel comforted 
because I can say, okay, then I'm just going to relax and just have faith. And then at other times, I think, well, damn it, all the reasons why I want to be pregnant right now are great reasons in my mind. One of the biggest reasons for me is I want Maya to have a sibling when she's of a certain age. Yeah. And that attachment to that is what makes it hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think to myself, okay, she keeps getting older and older and older and older. So she won't necessarily have the experience that I want her to have. Right. I don't know if it's the best experience. I don't know if she'll even want that experience, but it's like, I want her to have that experience. So I'm attached to that. You know, I want her to be young enough to be able to be close to her sibling. I guess that's my story that if she's eight when she gets pregnant and when we get pregnant and she has a sibling, then maybe she won't be close to, to that, to that child, that, um, her brother or sister, but I have no idea. I, I, I'm just making that up, mm-hmm. but I'm attached to it. And so as the months tick on, and again, it's only months, it's not years, mm-hmm. but as the months tick on, that becomes more of a, like the the age difference becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I, I'm, I'm sort of understanding that as I let go of that, I think a lot of my feelings around this stuff will will, will relax. But I don't really know how to let go of it right now, other than reminding myself that clearly we're not supposed to have a a baby right now otherwise we would like clearly there's something bigger going on that we just don't know right now Mm -hmm. and we talked about this about a month ago like in hindsight whenever we do get pregnant if we get pregnant we're gonna know exactly why we didn't get pregnant in the moment we wanted to be like like all the clarity comes and yeah the clarity in hindsight oh oh yeah like because we had xyz going on and that's what we needed to focus on and Oh, that makes so much sense. So I'm just sort of in that space of just, I don't know, it's not fun every month. It's not its not a fun feeling to like make those deposits, get close to when the cycle would start and just be like, okay, I wonder, is this the month? Is this the month? Mm-hmm. And then, nope, wasn't the month. So now we got to wait a whole another month. It yeah. feels, those months feel long. Yeah, and I've shared some of this with you. I feel like, me being the person who gets the first intel, so to speak, I do stuff with that sometimes and will feel some sort of either weird responsibility or guilt or I wonder what should I share with you? When should I share it with you? How should I position it? You know, whatever whatever that is. And that that's been an interesting thing to look at as well, to not feel sorry, my period just started, you know, or, or if I'm thinking something because of what my body might be telling me, you know, when and what do I share kind of thing that's, that's come up for me. And such an interesting journey that you cannot fake, you cannot outsmart, you cannot rig. And there, yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. You said something earlier about how you'd want it to feel like it hasn't, at times hasn't felt how you want it to feel. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but we, it's, I'm keying in on when you said the new thing each month and kind of getting used to that or whatever. And how do you know how you want it to feel or in your vision of what your best scenario of all of this is? Organic. Not tracking Meaning anything. Like not no calendars. No, nope. we didn't do it the first time. Not to this level, at least. No, because it was just hey, let's see if we can do this thing. <laughs> yeah, I just you know I, I get caught up in that stuff, and then in my mind, that's the reason why it didn't work before. The reason why it didn't work in month two is because now in month three we have the astrological conception calendar that's what we were missing so now that we have it great we should get pregnant mm. and then we don't and i feel that down i'm like fuck what what okay so oh you know it's because we haven't used ovulation sticks okay now we're using ovulation sticks oh we're watching the levels go up perfect this makes a lot of sense you know and so at the one hand i get excited because we have a new thing on the other hand i don't want to get my hopes up and then i <clears throat> It's so different than how Maya was conceived. You know, Maya was conceived around us having conversations, talking amongst ourselves and figuring out what, what was the best time for us to grow our family, having our own criteria in place and checking off the boxes and then saying, okay, are you ready? Like, yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. And then we just went, that's what I want. Everything else has felt like the only word that I keep using is process but it's just sort of felt like we need to do all these different steps to get there and without having answers as to why the steps don't work that's the most frustrating part because mm -hmm. again if, if I knew like okay we're going to get pregnant in a year if I just knew that and then I knew you need to do these things in order to get pregnant in the year. Then I could, I could lock myself in and say, okay, great, let's do that. I'm locked in. But not knowing how long it takes and then wondering if it's because we're not doing something or we're, we're missing some key piece of information, that is unsettling. Mm -hmm. And then that challenges my sense of peace around all of it. I think as it's gone on in the back of my mind, I'm always wondering like, was this deposit today the one or was it yesterday's deposit or is it, do you know what I mean? You just never know. And this yeah. has been pretty raw for us. I mean, I remember in the first couple of months sharing how I was feeling about just the, the, all of the stuff. Like it was, those weren't easy conversations. To no. Have. And call them breakdowns, whatever you want to call them. They would usually happen like the day or two before I was expected to ovulate 
at least some of them. So I remember being yeah. like, of course, we're fucking going through this. And this is like game time. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like it, it was we would have a breakdown. And then the next day it was supposed or that day we we're supposed to make it like a deposit. Yeah. And oh. then that's where I would just feel like I was, you know. Not in the space for that. Yeah. Like I got to psych myself up for something. I yeah. thought, that's not I don't need to psych myself up to make love and reach orgasm. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I don't want to I don't want to come in that space i don't want to deposit in that yeah. mental space yeah I and then that. i've questioned that is that the reason why we aren't pregnant because i had made deposits in that mental space of mm-hmm. feeling like okay we need to do this today because the chart says this is a window yeah rather than let's do this because that's what what's what we're feeling yeah it's like oh well of course we're not pregnant because my heart wasn't in it the way that i would want it to and then that shit creates guilt yeah and you know what i mean it's like man tricky it's yeah it's one of the things that i've come to the working beliefs and mantras i'm rolling with right now is that i'm clear all of this is a spiritual journey and not a physical one and and there's just so many contrasting things that can happen at one moment in one moment you know there's a, a dichotomy of thoughts and feelings like when you talk about no calendars no anything you know a resistance comes up in me like then it could take potentially longer you know in in my mind you know if we do just if I don't look at a single calendar and we just kind of go off on a whim so to speak or we're just you know making deposits when we feel like it or whatever like that's more time and so there's that and then there's like but isn't that true faith like just letting it all go and and yeah so there's a lot of different so conflicting much. people that show up in my head <laughs> with different yeah, I get it opinions on it and and ways of going about it and one of the things that I said yesterday so my period came yesterday and Maya's birthday was a couple days ago and another thing that's warped my brain is you know each month thinking about getting pregnant and when I would find out I was pregnant or when that would mean I would give birth you know thinking about those things and looking for connections with that so I remember being really excited months ago about being able to potentially tell you on Father's Day that we were going to be pregnant that we were pregnant and then uh, whatever whatever else came next or when I would likely you know, the window in which our guest date would be, oh, that's cool because then baby's birthday will be here or baby's sign will be this or, you know, it'll be cool to be pregnant in cooler months or, what you know, whatever, all that comes up. And then, of course, more recently with Maya's birthday happening just a couple days ago and knowing that I would either find out I was pregnant or find out I was having a period right around Maya's birthday, there was like a cosmic thing going on for me there where I was like, oh, how fitting to find out I'm going to be pregnant around the day I gave birth, you know, like that's, that's amazing. And so anyway. Yeah. And all that stuff just like, I know when I've done that, I've just, I feel like I've set myself up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I know I haven't been the most receptive to hearing those things from you because what my brain initially goes to is where, you know, I don't want to set myself up. Like I want to stay neutral. Yeah. I don't want to get excited about the possibility of timing of things and signs Right. Because that makes more attachment for me. And then the letdown feels even greater. 
you know, and, and that's, like, I don't even like, like you said in the beginning, you didn't like using the word try, you know, like we're trying to conceive. It's right. like, no, we're open to conceive. I truly, truly believe when I'm, even when I'm in this like funky space now that when we look back on this, we're going to just understand the timing of all of it. Mm-hmm. Like it'll make so much sense. Yeah. And so then because I do believe that there are parts, there are moments when I, I guess I even beat myself up for being let down and, and like, you know, dude, don't, don't feel let down. Like this is all, it's all perfect. You know? And then I wonder like, how can I just stay in that, that cool faith space? Because what I do remind myself of is we have a daughter. Yeah. Like we have a little one. And I think, imagine if we were going through this on our first, you know, and yeah, that would, I, I, we just talked to a family that took a year mm-hmm. for their first. Well, we have a little one. And so sometimes I think that the energy that I spend feeling bummed and let down is energy I could be pouring into her. So it, I don't know. It's tough to like allow myself to feel and then to kind of coach myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's a hard, that's a challenge for me to be in that. Yeah. Different brains. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, like mm-hmm. two things going on at the same exact time. And it's like when I do feel down, there's a part of me that says I'm not supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, you, you've got tools, man. Snap out. This is what you help people through in your work. Like you can snap out of this. Part of what you said on the gaining understanding as to why we're experiencing all of this at at some other point on the other side of this is is part of why I wanted to talk about this <clears throat> and have this conversation and potentially share it you know, with doing it at home in the spirit of the sharing, the transparency, the openness, because that's what we did with our birth. That's what we did with our pregnancy. And at times it's felt like, you know, something too personal, quote unquote, or too raw or, or whatever, or, you know, where do you bring people in on something that you're real time processing? And, Mm -hmm. I have faith and trust and confidence in who we are and the work that we do on ourselves individually as well as a couple and a family where we can do that because we are flanked by our community and the things that we have to be able to share it in this way. And it's not like we're sharing this and then we're not working on it or we're not processing it or we're not healing it. We are doing that. And so I think it's because of that that I'm open and inspired to share it because it's coming from a place of power and love despite at times having very low feelings and really shitty stuff that might come up for us but I I know someone could get something out of this and connect with it and it just adds to you and me and our humanity and I believe we're going to learn and grow and heal from it as well that I feel like that's how we were so empowered and confident in our birth experiences because we had these conversations so i think we need to be having these conversations now more than ever to be supporting us in the next time we do it because what i landed on yesterday as i sat with myself as i was bleeding a lot by the way bleeding a lot i sat with this peaceful resolution in myself that i believe we're having another baby i believe that we're 
getting pregnant and, and having another birth experience. And so if I truly, truly believe that, and I know that's a certainty, then the time frame between now and that moment, it just, it's just time. It just is what it is. And so if I really, truly believe in the outcome that we're co-creating, then I don't have to get caught up on time of it. It's hard at times, absolutely. And how I felt getting on the mic was was in line with that. And it's helpful to process and it's helpful to share because that is truly where I ultimately lie and, and connect with is is the knowingness of it. So I was having a conversation with somebody uh, about two weeks ago and this was the person I won't name their name, but you remember babe, I was I I was introduced to somebody new. Um we had a lot of things in common and her and I had had a couple of just like cool phone calls, like just yes. talks together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking and both of our conversations ended up being around divine timing. Mm. It just happened to go to divine timing of things. Yeah. And you know, she's she's older than me. She's in her probably late sixties. And so she had some really interesting stories to share around divine timing and how, you know, it was in her thirties that she had this vision for her life and it was in her sixties that it all came around. And for her, just this experience of patience and being in the process and all that. And so I shared with her what we were experiencing right now with our own divine timing process. Yeah. And, you know, she, she, she kind of just gave some like, thoughts and perspective on it around around that aspect and it it planted a seed in my mind of what if we are only meant to have one and that's been a hard since that conversation that's been a hard thing for me to release in terms of why we're not getting pregnant right now Hmm. like well what if we are just supposed to have one yeah and i'm you know i say that because you said in this moment that you feel very clear Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that you feel clear because I don't feel clear right now. Mm. That's I, real. I know what I want. I believe I know what I want, which is multiple. Yeah. And it's there's mo- there's 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 things that I can think of that are that seem so much fun, like being pregnant again. Yeah. You know, those nine months when you realize you're pregnant, like all like how everything changed, like that just sounds so much fun again, and. Just the the moments that we shared together, the first pregnancy of me massaging you and doing all these things for baby and around baby, like that was so connected and so beautiful and so awesome. And I want to have that experience again. And I want to have a brand new, fresh, slimy baby in my hands again. And I want to know if I'm going to be a two times girl dad or a girl and boy dad. You know, like I want to, I want to know that. And I want to watch Maya interact with a little one. Yeah, for sure. And then when I search my, my like soul, my spirit, my heart, and I think, okay, am I meant to have another one? Right now it feels cloudy Mm. whether or not it's yes, I'm meant to, or yes, I really want to. Ah. And it was that conversation that I had with her where it just kind of came in my mind. Like, what if we are only supposed to have one? Like, what if a second baby just totally throws off what we have with Maya? Or what if she has a really hard time with that and doesn't ever recover fully? And so that sort of, tripped me up a little bit in my, my like mentally gotcha. for this process. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. Oh, I'm sharing with you right now. Yeah. And 
I think it's been very interesting to be six months into this where every single week we've done one or two birth story interviews. <laughs> like that hasn't been easy. We did two today. Yeah. And I could, I could tell that my, a little bit of my, my focus was stretched, you know, cause we're hearing these amazing stories of baby number one or baby number two or number three and all this. And, a big part of me really wants that for us. And so it's been a little challenging for those six months. And I think that I've done a really, really great job of getting very present with the moms and dads and that we've talked to. And there's been moments when it's been tough, you know, and today's interview was interesting because it gave me the sense of like hope, I guess, even though that's not a, uh, that's not something that I really identify with, but it, it did because the mom and dad we talked to shared that it took them a year for baby number one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, okay. I hadn't really heard of of that. Yeah. Like you mentioned, we don't know anybody that I it have took- not had a personal conversation with anyone who it took them longer than a couple of months. I mean, I'm sure I know people I'm and sure obviously we know. we've talked to them, but I have not, for my own purposes, had a conversation with someone who it took any longer than a couple of months to get pregnant. Well, if we have heard, if if, I know we've had heard those stories on the podcast, right? but we were never in this space to be experiencing it ourselves right? to then go down the lane of asking questions about it. Exactly. It it may have just been like, Oh wow. It took you all 14 months. Like, wow. Wow. But I have no idea. Yeah. No context for that. But now we're in it. And so I was sharing with you after that interview wrapped, I said, I wish I'd asked them more questions. Yeah. Like, Hey, what advice do you have for us? What would you tell us? Like, husband, what would you tell me? Because I'm going through this mm-hmm. separate from Sarah. You know, like, like, what? Because I sometimes feel like I'm flying blind in this. Like, how to, how to process it and relate to it and just be at peace. That's one of the things that I, I play for most frequently is just peace. Just being in a place of peace. And I feel like through this, it's been an up and down every month. Something is inserted that takes me off that piece. So I think right now I'm more open to seeking out just support around it, whether it's looking at stuff online, whether it's reaching back out to the people we interviewed today, mm-hmm. whether it's just asking other people, you know, and, and, and finding folks who've gone through it who can share what's been helpful. I think that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing all that. Appreciate you listening. I'm looking at the difference between letting go and versus giving up. Letting go being the more powerful stance on it all. Letting go of attachment, letting go of expectation, letting go of circumstance, letting go versus uh giving up and finding what our own my own version of that is yeah i get you so we shall see Mm. yeah this is an interesting one where there's no 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 like no conclusion yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it's kind of like hey we wanted to share and we were actually sitting in in our house just having a cup of coffee talking about this stuff and 
we were like, hey, you know what? Should we record this? Yeah. Just to record it. And I'm happy that we did. Me too. I don't know if necessarily I feel much better other than just having, I don't know, talked through things in the course of 30 minutes that maybe we have talked about here and there over the course of six months. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you on letting go. Just like, just letting go. I mean, we were reading that book, Letting Go. Yeah, David R. Some, Hawkins. Yeah, it had some great, some great um, insight in there. Anything else, Mama? I don't think so. I I would like to, in a separate conversation, I suppose, on how we want to be going from here. You know, do we make an agreement to not look at a calendar? That'd mainly be for me. <laughs> and I would need accountability around that. But is that how we want to flow? Do You know, how do we continue to create con- the space for conversations like this? Who, how, you know, do you speak with or connect with that supports you? And yeah, so that's probably another conversation. But I, I just feel like that'll be helpful going forward. And, and we do have time, obviously. I'm going to be bleeding for a few more days here. But just just to, to feel on the same page, connected, and, and, and moving forward. I support you in doing whatever it is you feel is required for you to be most peaceful in the process, whatever that is. And if there's overlap in that, meaning what is required for you to be feel peaceful is sharing things with me that you think might knock me out of my peaceful space, then let's talk about those things. And let's talk about how you can share that. Mm. So for example, if I'm not really interested in tracking on calendars and stuff, but you are, and you want to share certain things with me, then you know, let's talk about a, a way so that you can be able to share and stay in your peaceful spot while giving me a chance to be able to stay in my peaceful spot around it, you know, because that's what I ultimately support because I want that for myself. I want to be peaceful. I want to stay present with you and present with Maya. I want to stay excited about everything that we have going on right now because we have a lot going on right yeah. now. And I just want to stay in that joyful space. And so... I'm not saying that for me, that means getting rid of all tracking, all calendars, all that stuff, because I realized it's not the calendar and the tools and stuff that was getting to me. It was my attachment to them, Mm. right? It wasn't the ovulation sticks. It was me being like, oh, this is, this is what, this is going to work. This is the missing piece Yeah, because we didn't have this before. Now we have it now. So that is my opportunity. I believe to stay in that peaceful space is to be unattached to look at all of this as a process and to understand or to do my very best to be in a, in a joyful place through the process, <clears throat> not yep. just after the process is complete. Yeah. Yeah. Destination like, and in the journey. experience. Yeah. You know, how can I find joy in the experience of, Oh, okay. Your cycle started. How can I find joy in that? So that's where I'm at. And I'm, I'm definitely down for more conversations with you about how we can, support each other I saw an Abraham Hicks Instagram post it was like the day one of the months that I got my period 
and I was seeing if I could, yep, here it is. Let what you're living here, excuse me, let me start again. Let what you're living right here and now in this environment be the process that evokes the desire, that summons the life force, that provides the creation of anything. Whatever you have the ability to conceive, this universe has the ability to provide. Anything without exception. So your work is on the conjuring of the idea, period. The universe has the stuff to deliver the goods and will. Yeah, beautiful, fitting. Yeah, we've placed the order. It's out there and it's about connecting with the vision, creating the environment. Which we do well. Yes. I feel like this is a fitting place to conclude. Yeah, I agree. Love you. I love you too. note about the doing it at home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved. Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higg. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>